Good evening and Happy New Year. I greet. Welcome to the 2018-2019 audio lectures for the 2019 academic year. And today we're going to be discussing property law practice and the topic on focus will be sale of land. Now it's important to take note that sale of land is also referred to as alienation of land or interest. So what is sale of land? Sale of land is a transaction that requires the total transfer of an interest in a land to another person. And with such transfer, there will be no reversionary interest, unlike lease. Now, it is important to note the parties to sale of land. Now, please take note that the type of land and the stage in sale of land transaction determines the designation or title of the parties. I will explain. Now, we have two types of land in Nigeria. One is a registered land covered with certificate of occupancy, also known as leasehold, while another is unregistered land known as right of occupancy, also referred to as freehold. Now, we'll find out how does this nature of land affect the title. Now, once the land is registered, the sale of land is called an assignment because you cannot sell a registered land, you can only assign. And once you assign a registered land, the instrument created is deed of assignment. And in that instrument, the parties are referred to as assignor and assignee. On the other hand, where the land is unregistered, you convey. And that is why the instrument used is called deed of conveyance. And in that instrument, the parties are called vendor and purchaser. So the title vendor and purchaser, assignor or assignee, largely depends on the subject or the land that is to be sold out. Now let's go to the stage. Now it's important to note that in sale of land, there are various or five stages. But at the contract stage of sale of land, where the document prepared, which is called contract of sale agreement, the parties at that stage is still called vendor and purchaser. And please don't write vendor and vendee. It is vendor and purchaser. So back to the topic sale of land. Now, it is important to note that there are three types of contracts in sale of land. We have one, oral contract, two, open contract, and three, formal contract. I'm going to pick each of them and discuss. So we're going to be discussing what is called the oral contract. Now, let me beg you. The principle I'm going to be discussing in oral contracts depend largely on the law or rather the scope. For the purpose, for oral contract, we have two scope of law. We have the common law, also known as the English law, and we have the customary laws. 
So let's go back to the laws and how it affects the transaction. Under the English law or common law, oral contract is unenforceable simply because it was not reduced into writing. And please take note, it has no exception. Because many a time, we tend to confuse the customary law principle as the exception for common law, which is wrong. But let's go to common law. Oh, sorry, customary law. Customary law allows you to create oral contract and it will, on the hand of customary law, be enforceable. However, there are three conditions you must meet if the oral contract is to be enforceable under the customary law. And they are one, payment of the full purchase price. Two, the transaction must be witnessed or must be evidenced by at least two witnesses. And lastly, you must enter possession. Now for a keyword, we have price, we have presence of witnesses, and we have possession. Some call it the three Ps, price, presence, possession. So when these three conditions are satisfied, under the common con customary law, rather, the oral contract is said to be valid. So please, as I said, the school, school of thought are the common law, which says it is not enforceable simply because it's not reduced into writing, and the customary law, which says it is enforceable upon satisfying the three Ps, which are price, presence, and possession. Now let's go to open contracts. Now please, open contract on the other hand tells you that this contract is reduced into writing. It can be a rough agreement, a receipt, a telegram, or an email. In as much as it is reduced into writing, it is called open contract. Please, I beg you, do not call contract and sale of land reduced into writing as written contract. You fall short of what you expect. Because once a contract is written in sale of land, we call them open contract. Now, what's the principle on open contract? Open contracts are enforceable simply because they are reduced into writing. Now, let's go to formal contracts. Now, formal contract is a contract that is required to be by deed. And take notes that such a deed must be prepared by a solicitor. Now, let me beg you as to your choice of language. Sometimes we often refer to lawyers as barrister or some people, the law or some people, lawyer. But please, for every course, you have to be very careful as to your term, you address a legal practitioner. In property transaction, they are called solicitor because they are engaging in non-litigated or non-litigation matters. But in criminal or civil, where it has to do mostly with litigation, they are called counsel. Irrespective of whether they are one, two, or three, they are referred to as counsel. So once again, solicitor, whenever a lawyer engages in non-litigation work, and when they engage in litigation work, it refers to as what? cancel and please know the law 
like you always call yourself. But let's go back to the learning proper, as we say. Now, having said this, I told you that formal contract requires a deed and must be prepared by a solicitor. It is advisable that parties are represented by separate solicitor. However, parties may be represented by a single solicitor if they wish to do so in the following instances. One, where the title document is very sound. Two, where the consideration is very small. And three, where the parties are close relative. And lastly, where there is no conflict of interest. In this case, parties can represent both parties. Now I'm going to go to the next topic, which is stages of sale of land. I'm going to be listing the stages because this is part one of sale of land. And in our part two section, I'm going to teach on those topic. Now there are five stages in sale of land, namely pre-contracts, contracts, post-contracts, post completion, and post-completion. I'll say it again, pre-contracts, contracts, post-contracts, post completion, and post-completion. Now I wish you all the best as you resume your first academic session. We pray that we have the grace to always keep up in touch with you and assist you in this very profession. This is your year and you shall be called to the bar. Thank you.